Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Matos Shishi, the sixth Aliyah in Parshas Matos. Our Aliyah now talks about a new topic. So we're moving away from the war of Midian, the division of the spoils, and we now hear about the request of Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruvain. Our Aliyah contains 19 Sukim runs from Perik Lamed Bey's Pasuk Aleph to Yotes. Let's take a look at the brief summary and then some points to ponder. So first we hear about the situation. The situation is that Reuven and Gad had a lot of sheep and they saw the areas of Yaazer and Gilad, which are on the east bank of the Jordan, which were fertile for sheep. So they came to Moshe and Elazar and the leaders with the following request. Here's the request. They present the following. They say, Ataros, Divon, Yaazer, Nimra, Cheshbon, Elae, Shavam, Nevoah, Baon, our sheep pastures. And we have sheep. Rav Hirsch points out that if you look at the actual syntax of the Torah, there's a paragraph break over here. So they're, they're hesitant about the way they're presenting themselves in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. So now they, they, they make the request and they ask that they be given the, to these, these territories as an inheritance and that they need not cross the Jordan to enter the land of Israel. What is Moshe's response? Moshe Rabbeinu is astonished. He says, your brothers are going to war and you're going to stay here. He says, why do you cause Israel to falter and because you don't want to enter the land? And he goes back and he says, 39 years ago, that's what happened to the spies. I asked the spies to go in and they made the people fearful and they didn't enter the land. Because that action, Hashem got angry and barred them access of Israel and that whole generation except for Kalev and Yeshua. So he goes on to say, Hashem made that generation wander in the desert for 40 years until they all died out. And Moshe now accuses them of carrying on the sins of their fathers and extending the, it with their sin to cause God, Hashem to bring about the same verdict or extend the verdict on Israel. Moshe Rabbeinu is clearly very upset. The response of Bnei Gad and Ben is, no, 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 we'll commit to build corrals for our sheep and cities for our children and then go to war with Israel until the land is fully divided. So that's the basic summary of the conversation over here. A lot of points to ponder. So first of all, why is this section here in the first place? Why is this the next thing that happens? Um, so it, it so is interesting to notice that this comes immediately after the war of Midian. And in the war with Midian, the biggest asset which was divided in the war, spoils of war was sheep. If you look at it, far, far surpassing donkeys and cattle and the livestock, sheep was the greatest. So it, it seems to be that there's a certain amount of success and success breeds complacency. What is interesting over here is that this is really a model of the first we'll call diaspora jury model where people choose to not to enter the land of Israel even though the land of Israel is a possibility at the time and we're going to see that the struggle, the ideological struggle as to why or if that is allowed at all. Now what was their priority over here? Rashi says that, that it is clear from later on when you see that they ask to build corrals for their cattle and their flocks first and then strongholds for their children that they have a priority hierarchy mix-up. They clearly valued their livestock more. In fact, if you look at the first pasuk of this aliyah, it begins and ends the word mikne, which means flocks. So what their focus here, the be-all and end-all over here, was flocks. That's a very sad ideal if their ideal is simply their assets. Did Moshe misunderstand them? So Ramban says, no. Moshe, what Moshe looked at this conversation and he heard them saying, was that he heard that they were scared to go into the land, which was an extension of the sin of the spies because clearly God was not in their picture, and that's how they could make such an egregious request. However, the truth is that they weren't scared. In fact, God had a very strong army, which is why he was willing to remain as a, as a, a frontier, vulnerable state on the edge of Israel. And so this is not an issue of fear at all. He expected... He explained it was simply because of an issue of convenience. We have a lot of cattle 
This is fertile land. Let's do it this way. We're willing to go in and fight, but we like this land. And it's interesting to note over here, so that doesn't make just make them into idealists. It just makes them not into bad people. Meaning, if you were lacking Amuna and you're going to continue the sin of the Miraglim, that's bad. But they're saying, well, we're not doing that. We're just complacent. We're just looking for convenience. Well, that means you're neutral. <laughs> it doesn't mean to say you're a role model. It doesn't mean to say you've got purpose in life. It just means to say that you're not, you're not bad. You're not doing something negative. So this is not our goal in life. Our goal in life is to be doing something positive, not just doing something which is convenience. Inertia is a great driving factor in human um, existence and social decision-making. But that's not what our lives should be. Our lives shouldn't be that we weren't bad and we did what was convenient. And that's really the goal of what a spiritual leader is over here. And you see what Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to do is convince them of an ideal. Most of the decisions we make in life are not between good and evil. They're between good and convenient. And they were making a bad decision by saying they were going after the convenient. So this is this seems to be the, even the end of the conversation. Now, was this a good thing? The Balatorium quotes the Midrash Tanchum and says, no. In fact, convenience is never a value. It's, it's at best neutral. The Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruven are, in fact, are mentioned eight times in this parasha, and the Balatorium explains that that's to represent the eight years that they were exiled earlier than the rest of the tribes. When, if you go to, the, if you go to Sefer Melachim, you go to Sefer Devrayamim, and you look at the history, the first tour the Assyrians take through the land of Israel, under Pul and later on under Tiglath Pileser, are um, the Assyrian emperors, is first through the east bank of the Jordan, taking away Ruvain and Gad. So the, they actually lose first because of, their, of this decision as well, and that's sort of reflected in the eight times mentioned as well. And the, uh, what's also in the struggle, this diaspora jury struggle over here, are the words which Moshe Rabbeinu says, a struggle which haunt every Jew throughout every age. And that is, Your brothers are entering war and you're going to stay here. And that actually they, they agreed. They agreed. They said, we will send our warriors in to help, even though we're going to be living distantly as well. And that's one of the questions which haunts us throughout all of history where we hear about Jews in plight around the rest of the world and we feel in our bones that very statement of Moshe Rabbeinu. So this, this hits upon a very complex question, a question about values or values or convenience which is being discussed and explored over here through this first request of B'nai Gad and B'nai Reuven. With us we close the sixth Ali. In the meantime have a wonderful meaningful day.